Fuck it, the mic is on. By the way, a little legal stuff. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of Michael Hall. None of these views reflect any of the views of any company or association that Mr. Hall is affiliated with. So don't try nothing shady. And also, there's a lot of explicit raw content in here. So please be advised. Parental advisory. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, let's go ahead and call Mike Felix. Yo. Oh, shit. You actually answered the phone. <laughs> go on, man. Uh, man, no, let's let you know. Um, for the basis of disclaimer, uh, I know we've been talking about talking and I ain't got up with you in a while, but fuck it. The mic is on. I just want you to know you will be broadcast. So whatever you say, make sure you're comfortable saying it. But um, don't act no different just <laughs> because right. you on the on the phone. Don't be changing your voice and trying to sound all sexy and shit. Oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> so look, man, before I get into all the other stuff I had to ask you, how you been though? I've been good, man. I've been good. I've been good. I um making a lot of changes right before twenty twenty. I mean I um for years I've been doing services, right? Um but now I'm getting more into the product space. So uh, one of my one of my coaches was like, "It's good that you, you you're able to do stuff great. You're you're able to do services great. Now it's your time to automate those services so you can start to really use that word scale, right? Because you can't scale services too much, right? So um, so now I'm taking all of my intellect and packaging it to packaging it into courses. So I'm having fun with that, man. I'm finishing up some of that stuff. So so you did that. Uh... Pierre Bradshaw was already doing it. I know a couple other cats in our circle. Y'all all made the change. Um, John Saunders, all yes, y'all brothers started yes. packaging y'all stuff up and just making it a like a service. Uh, uh, basically that that sleep money, as I call it. Y'all making money without, I mean, not without working because y'all put in the work to get there, but y'all making money in a whole different way right now. I mean, it's it's it, it, if I was to correlate it, if I was to correlate it to the music industry, right? Like. Jay Z, Jay Z, some of these other cats would never be where they at, where they're at, if if it was a matter of them freestyling or just doing, you know, local performances, right? So I mean, you had to get to where you're at by by taking what you're doing, making a making a thing, making a song, making an album, and you got to sell the album, you know. So um, so all of the stuff that we're making, all these courses, if you were to tie that to the music industry, it is like it's like we're making our albums, you know. I mean, straight up. I mean, to tell you the truth, I was, for the first, and this has absolutely nothing to do with what you're saying, but I was watching all of uh, four, the 444 videos last night. I just happened to see one, and I was like, you know, one of those late-night entrepreneur things. It was probably about 2 o'clock in the morning. I ended up watching all seven of them, right? Yeah. And I realized things shift when you get to another level. That man ain't making music no more. Jay is making art. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. got Ava doing his vid- Like, his, his videos... It's probably only 75% of the song. Most of his videos, he didn't even play the whole song. But, like, all them tracks was like a mini documentary. And, I mean, I remember when we initially met at uh, Black Tech Week, you kind of went through this journey. You was going through everything with tech, and then you kind of transitioned. But, like, what's been the biggest transition that's been happening? Because, I mean, I haven't talked to you. I mean, like I said, you grew a beard and you had a baby, and you stopped calling your boy. <laughs> Man, well, I mean, I'll be, I'll tell you this, and, and this is just me. I, I, I've, um, I told, I told one of the, one of the guys that I'm coaching, I said, 
the way you coach and the way you do your work or the way that what you produce in the world, a lot of it is based off of where you fall in that Maslow's pyramid of needs, you know? So I, years ago, I was at a point where it's like, Hey, you know, I got to get these, I got to get these clients because I got to eat. I got to get these clients because I got to, I got bills to pay, which I still got bills to pay. But, um, once you get to a point where, you know, bills are paid, you operate a little bit different. You know, you do focus, like you said, you, you were looking, you were, um, listening to the, to the 444 album, you know, yeah, it, it does transition more into like, hey, let me focus on art. Let me focus on what spiritually moves me. So now I'm very selective on the clients that I take on. I'm very selective on the businesses I work with. I'm also very selective on the type of promises I even make. I remember I used to make, man, I used to make promises to people that I, I used to have to figure out how I was going to do it afterwards. <laughs> now, um, I in my head, if I can't, and really envision what what the outcome is going to be. I just say, hey, look, you know, maybe now's not the time. Not, it's not you, it's me. You know, so um, <laughs> that polite. I don't really want to do this, man. This, this, yeah, this, this yeah. is trash. Yeah. I'll hit you yeah, back. Your money, your money don't want me to. Your, your money don't want me to do it. Your wallet don't want me to do it. Yeah, no, this isn't. You know, so um, so the biggest transition I'd say in my business is, is my ability to be a little bit more selective on who I'm working with, type of projects I'm taking on, um. And also to having that room to, um, you know, to make products and, you know, and to kind of spend some time doing that, which of course I wish I had more because I still have my projects, but, um, but, um, I would say that's, that's, that's the biggest and that will be the biggest transition going into 2020. So this is my thing. I called you and we, you know, it's always fun catching up with you. I like poking fun at you. You always been a cool dude, but Mike, I just feel people too cheap, man. And you in this game where I feel like it's so fast and everything is happening. So I'm going to tell you this and you just got to promise you won't get mad. So the last social media management product that I did, or should I say social media management project that I did, it was $16,000 a month. Right. And I only took half of the, half of the guap. I was only doing a lot of the design and some of the copywriting. And so that's why I had to get you on the call. And I was like, man, let me just turn around and head home. I want to have this conversation with Mike. For one, a learning lesson for me, but also to teach other people. Um, and this probably, this won't go out till till the project's over with. So I'll let you know when it go out. Because if you don't cross promote me, I ain't going to push your shit either. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> what I'm curious about is, so this, this is my struggle, right? I'm making... I don't even know how much money these people were spending. Actually, they weren't spending no money. They were just paying for the services. So as an agency, medium for we were pulling in $8,000 a month to provide the services we are providing. All right. So the challenge I called you with, and we kind of got into it. So some of this might be repetitive, but I know you'll streamline some of it. Somebody spending $10,000, $20,000 a month in advertisement. I would say a good, a good equation would be uh, uh, let me tell you the equation I had in my head for basically social media management, advertisement management, pretty much goes back to the old school marketing people. So I'm thinking 20% of whatever your spend is plus a fee. That's what I'm looking at. So if we're looking at $20,000, $2,000 plus a service fee, that's just for ad management. I'm not even getting into social media engagement. I'm not even getting into the weeds with it. And then I'm hearing that number, right? So the first thing, if me and you just discussed this, let's just say we went with one of your initial numbers. So now we at $2,800. But I'm looking at $2,800 over the course of a month. 
if I can't execute that $2,800 in three to five days, I don't see my billable hours matching up. And this might be the part of having a lawyer in my life. But those numbers don't make sense to me. So what am I not seeing or how are you executing that? The numbers you were telling me to make this work for this whole social media world. Um, well, I mean, the, I, I would say so. So that's that's one thing that I I don't I don't really not 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 to say that I don't operate off of billable hours, but my aim my aim has been to reduce energy and and do my best to maximize output. So um, yeah, I so see you be I, doing I, your I, little tweeting and stuff all at Starbucks with your little coffees and everything. I saw that. <laughs> you know, so so like an example would be like um like here's an example. So so I actually. Let's, just to correlate it with services, um, with websites, I started to I started to get excited when I was closing um, larger larger projects. But what I observed was that just because I was making money more money on larger projects, it didn't mean that it was a positive correlation between my my personal my internal return on investment of time. Um, I I'm more excited I'm more excited about somebody willing to pay 500 to a thousand dollars for a site that can be deployed within the span of an hour, just inputting content, then a $10,000 site that's going to take me, you know, two months to complete. So, so some people just say, Mike, like, Oh my gosh, like, um, you know, you're only making, you're only making, you know, $700 on that website. And it's like, I mean, that's, that's fine. My, my input, my input is what matters. Right, that ratio between that energy input to what's outputted is what matters. But that's that's on that that's on a service side with the deliverable. When it comes to these ads and management and stuff like that, um, I think what tends to catch people, and, and I think why why it, it makes sense for some and not others, is because um, if if I put more of the responsibility of what the outcome would be on you, then um, it, it, it's a different project. You spend somebody spending twenty grand. Somebody spending twenty grand um, over the course of a month on a on advertising. Right. Will 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 be expecting to at least five x whatever that is. If they're not five xing it, you're now a bill, and you'll be fired by month three or by month six, or they'll stop and they'll just say, eh, whatever, sue me. But do you think people um, actually really know the expectations of the outcome versus just knowing I should spend this amount? Like how many people do you think well, actually know what they should get in their return? Well, I mean, if if you all right, so I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Peter. If you're able to sell, if you yourself are able to sell a company on twenty thousand uh, dollars worth of marketing and advertising without giving them any breath to what their return will be, you are a master salesman. You need to make a course for other digital marketers to buy. Because everybody needs to know that. Me, Bro, I just sold it, water to a well. I just told you I ran a campaign <laughs> for sixteen thousand dollars. I can do it. I mean, people have, but that's, people have the money. They don't. They don't know what to expect. So this is my problem, Mike. If they don't know what to expect, the problem I'm having is really, I will say, almost a borderline arrogance, bro. Like you know me, you know my work, you know my name, and I'm talking about particular people. I don't feel like putting together a proposal. Just tell me how much money you got to spend and I'll tell you what I'm going to execute. Right. That proposal costs me time. Like you don't know it, but I got to bill you now two hours for that proposal. The three phone calls you made when you were unprepared to tell me what you actually wanted and the hour it took me to put together. 
And even right. if it only took me 15 to 30 minutes, again, I have a lawyer in this house. I bill like a lawyer. I bill in 15 minute increments. Right, right, right. Yes, I mean those, those are that's that's so so the way that I operate sometimes with people that are running campaigns is uh and and a lot of it is based off of whether or not they're in shopping mode or if they've already chosen me is um I have an initial I have an initial discovery slash ideation meeting where we at least I, I wanna know what's gonna get them excited. What's if if we work together, what's gonna get you excited? Is it a certain number of sales? Is it a certain number of exposure? Is it is it a certain amount of engagement? Um, once I'm able to understand that, I, I try to reverse engineer it to see whether or not there's elements to the business that's going to inhibit me from getting my gold nugget. Um, I have contracts where I actually have performance-based incentives. Um, so so if I hit certain metrics, then I get I myself get a bonus. But I have to make sure that whatever I'm executing, um, you know, I it it has some promise to it. But that means so, you're um, putting in. That means you're also preparing a system to put something in place to track your metrics, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so if I'm so doing if I'm doing sales to a festival, right? I only mm-hmm. have one goal. My goal is to get bodies there and to pay to get in there. That's it. And to at well, least make the sponsors feel they got the proper amount of exposure at the event and leading up to the event. Well, maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe. So, 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 like, so an, an example would be: let's say it's a let's say it's a jazz festival, right? Right. Um, jazz festival, and the age group between the the age group amongst the people are between you know thirty to fifty five or something like that. My pitch, my pitch is, as an outcome of this campaign, we're gonna have we're gonna have an, an email list comprising of thousands of people that fall into your target audience. Um, our aim is to sell a certain amount of tickets, but what else can we sell them? We have some apparel from from one of the sponsors that we can sell them. Let's let, let let's talk about that. We we there's there's some artists that we can provide some some discounts for some follow up materials that they would buy. We can make percentages off of that. Um, after the festival, the emails won't stop. We're still going to be marketing other things to them. We're done with the festival. Fees have been paid. You made your margin. Everybody went home. You high five. Everything was a success. Nobody fell off stage. But let's make money at two weeks after the festival. Okay, so this is the part I want to say. This is the part where I think you are so kind and also a genius and you don't see it. For me, what you just said is now marketing consulting. If I was that jazz festival person, how much did you charge me to just come up with what you just – and I know – that was just like you being Jay-Z and freestyling with no pen. I get it. That's just that's, that's just your natural. But with what you just did naturally, how much was you how much are you charging the the Concrete Jazz Festival? That's my made-up name for my jazz festival. The Concrete Jazz Festival, how much are you charging me for what you just gave away just right now? Well, well, what 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 I just gave away, so so it it depends on when I say it. So if 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 my aim up front is to is to get them to stop shopping, and they say he knows something he knows something that I know half these other people don't, um, that that in itself I now just have to validate my ability to execute that, and then I factor in that value into what I charge for my for my management and execution of it. So if I have if I have great ideas that I can execute on, then um then I factor that into 
I factor the fact that I ideated that and I'm able to execute on it based off of, um, you know, the size of what that solves is what, what, what the game would be on that as well. You know, cause there's, there's okay, actually okay. some coaches. So let's go with that. Let's go with that. That have great ideas, but they can't execute on it. All right. So we're going to, we're going to execute the apparel sale, right? You just pitched me the apparel sale. I like that. Uh, um, Planet Printer is printing shirts for me and I can print them on the demand. So I'm not even going to lose money. I only have to have the shirts when you tell me your orders are coming through and I can get it turned around in 36 hours. How much are you now charging me from that? What's the percentage you're taking and what was the fee for you to execute that? Man, that's, 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 that's a, that's a tough question, man. Uh, that's a tough question. But do you man. see I, what I, I'm saying, man? That, that, so that's my point. You're, you, you yeah. have such a high level of genius, brother. It's other companies right now that if what you just said, I know they charging 10, $15,000 for it. They yeah. just not doing it. Like, do I mean, I mean, like I said, this is just real talk. I mean, so I'm not about to address the fact that we talking on the on the, on the microphone anymore. The mic is on. Like, do you not see that maybe you just undervaluing yourself? You to me, you just oh, gave yeah. away ten thousand dollars worth of advice because that's what they could make, or that's what the Concrete Jazz Festival could make, depending on the size of it and everything. And I'm not trying to chase the money for the percentage. I'm telling you, this is money you can make. So all I want is my money to help you make money so we both feel good because most of the time people can't pay you worth your what you're worth up front. Now I get the basis of coming back and getting something and percentages and equity and everything like that. But the only thing I don't like about equity is if I'm going to put equity, if I want equity out of it, I want equity input. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Equity. uh, I would, um, I don't say the word equity anymore when it comes to doing some of these deals. Um, I mean, I say the the phrase that I normally use now is managed profit sharing um, or managed like revenue sharing. Um, and by managed, um, you know, contingencies are, um, you know, you have you have uh, financials that are dedicated to the to your report to you know to me. So so we have a shared you know we have full transparency to how much money's made, how much money's spent, and this is what the agreement is. You know, hey, you made 40 grand off of this idea that I came up with, um, and, and my share was, was was 20 tracks. So, you know, let's, are you paying me through, through, a, through a check, or are you going to ACH that over to me? So, you you know, doing, so, um, so is that a theoretical where you would be doing a 50% share, or is your average revenue or managed revenue sharing, what is your average, 15%, 25%? What are you averaging for something like that? Yeah. And normally, I mean, for, for 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 profit sharing, where I'm managing the mechanisms of it, I do I do range between fifteen to twenty. Um, however, some of it some of it is based on some of it is based on them providing the resources to fuel it, and sometimes I pay for the resources to fuel it. So an example would be like, let's say I come across a company where they have the full bandwidth to sell apparel; they don't have two stacks a month to spend on ads. If if I'm spending the, spending the two stacks on ads. Um, knowing that we have the capacity to fulfill orders, and I and I look at the numbers and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna up four x my money. We're ten xing the money just totally. I'm I four x my money. Um, then that's a deal that I'm willing to do because I'm I'm now setting up the mechanism and I I I amplify my ability to leverage the idea and my capital. But they're the one I'm I'm fueling their their product. So. 
instead of it being 15 to 20%, it might be closer to 50 to 60%. So very similar to a Printful versus a fulfillment shop, right? Printful drop shipping company. Hey, instead of you paying $3 a shirt and you managing inventory, um, you just, you just sell, sell stuff and we'll manage all the inventory. But now you're paying $13 a shirt. So your margin is closed, but you don't have to worry about the upfront investment. I think like your name fits you a lot more than you think. Cause like you have like a Felix, the cat approach. You, you say a lot in silence. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot that you say without saying the words, but I can understand now if you're packaging that up into a course, like to me, what you just said, and I mean, granted, uh, the, the grateful people on the end of this will get to hear it for free. Like that was just a whole, that was just a whole pitch on how to upsell your services without actually taking upfront money out of your client's pocket, but you having a higher potential of making back end money. If you really believe in the execution of what you're putting in place. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's really what you just came up with or that's not yeah. what you not, shouldn't say. Cause I know you're well, doing it. That's literally what you just explained in less than five minutes. Yeah. But I, I still think from what you're telling me and what your level of expertise, because this really became more so of a true focus for you over the last 24 months, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say over the past year and a half, two years is when I started to get a, a bit more creative on how I worked with certain clients and how I identified opportunities. I actually do. Um, a lot of my stuff is actually outbound, more so outbound now. So, um, if I look at, if I find a company that I believe has the capacity and the bandwidth and the team to execute on something, but there's shortcomings in sales and marketing or business development or even strategy, um, I, I like to approach them more so than someone coming to me saying, Hey, I need marketing help. Normally somebody needing marketing help has, is already in trouble. You know, they've, they've, they've reached a point where, you know, they built, they built this house in the desert and they want to build you know, they want to figure out how to sell it. You know, you're not selling a house in the desert. It's a beautiful house, but, um, you know, there's other things that you should have done. So, so when I find, when I find some people that have a lot of potential, it gives me a little bit more leverage because I can get them excited about something they weren't even aware of. How much do you think this has to do with your son? Do you think you change your approach and you change your execution because of your son? Um, I'm, I, I can't attribute that to my son. Mm-hmm. I, what I will attribute to my son is this new direction that I'm taking um, making products. So making products is something that can, one, create some scalability to the business, and it could be something that I could actually hand down to him. Um, so you don't, see, you don't see the long bridge tie of that, that you've changed plans of execution of how you approach business to make sure that you could leave something for your son? Which is a beautiful yeah, kid, actually, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, he's 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 gonna be a little heartbreaker out here, man. Hey, bro, it's gonna um, be a, it's gonna be a whole bunch of trouble for you in Orlando. <laughs> he's, gonna be, he's gonna be a little heartbreaker, man. Um, and I, I mean, I, I say it because I realized certain things that you did that we had talked about before, like you know, controlling time, putting people on calendars, getting people to call you doing business hours just to respect your time so you can free your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, just because yeah. you're working late doesn't mean you're available to everybody else because you're working late. You know, you're exactly. working because you're working, not because you're available. Exactly. Exactly. 
So, and, and, and you know what, actually, I'll, I'll tell you this, that, that you're actually, you're right. I, I do. I, my son has changed my, my son has changed how I operate and my, my, my posture in business. Um, I, I do remember there were, there were times where, um, you know, I, I was taking calls whenever I was taking calls whenever. And, and there's still some calls that I, I just kind of have to take, right? Not mine, but, um, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But I, um, I do, I do remember, uh, or, or there were times where my, my son is looking at me saying, daddy, car is, car is, play, play, play. And I'm sitting here in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't finish this, if I don't finish this by Saturday at five o'clock, they're most likely going to ask me, they're going to ask me for a refund or they're going to call their credit card company and do a chargeback, or they're going to, they're going to tell me how dissatisfied they are or disappointed they are and how they thought that we were going to, if I don't get this done before five o'clock on Saturday, meanwhile, my son is on, you know, playing with cars and I should be sitting here spending time with them. So Actually, yeah, my my posture actually I'll retract my original answer. My my posture has changed. So now I'm a lot more direct with my clients. I do not take on the brunt of you know, a certain level of responsibility and things that I think they should also be considerate about. Some of these some of my clients don't want to take calls themselves on weekends, but but they've they they, they expected it of me. Mm. Their their response is, Hey, I didn't get you that content because I was at Disney with my kids. Awesome. So I could use that excuse next week, right? Right. I mean, and that's that thing, you know, we was just having that conversation. I was talking to Dante, you know, like you do get to a point where you realize don't expect of others what you expect of yourself. Exactly. So, but my biggest thing is now it's just like, uh, I I can't tell you the peace I've had just, and some people, they're going to hear this and just be mad, like straight up just looking at the phone and just turning my head. Like it ain't enough money in that call for me to answer it. And I'm in a place of peace. You know, I'm learning to actually take my phone, put it into a dresser or put it into the nightstand while I watch a movie. So I don't even have to see it light up. I don't have to even see that distraction or have that temptation, you know, just yeah. to be able to walk away from it. So now you put it in the airplane mode. What's been the, <laughs> yeah, that need to be the real, I just, but I don't even want to see the phone. Cause even when it's there, it's almost like, um, oh no, I've never been a dope boy. So I don't know how I can explain this, but. It's, it's almost like walking past a product you can sell and knowing if yeah, you if you yeah. if you pick it up you can go make money. That's what the yeah, phone is like yeah. for me. Like if I touch my yeah. phone, I know I can make money or I can lead myself to money. Mm-hmm. You know, I can talk myself yeah. into some kind of deal and be like, "Yo, have you thought about this?" And something. No, I didn't. Well, maybe we should meet. I could do that every day, but it it became mentally tiring, and um, I think it was from the lack of energy and follow up from other people you know some people don't know i i literally have a like a a log of people i've tried to follow up with and do business because when it take off i'm not gonna see you the same and the reason why i have a log is because from my seizures and everything else i have i have a jacked up memory you know what i'm saying my memory's (laughs) fucked up so i don't want to be in a position be like oh well you did something to me and i don't remember it's like let me go to notes on the iphone (laughs) this is what Mm -hmm. you did this this was the breaking point you know what i'm saying um, just that mental capacity, and I, I think if you, if I had to go back to it, you remember the first um, Black Tech Week when we was all sitting outside, and it was like four or five of us, 
if you were from afar, yeah. it would have looked like we were doing a rap cipher, but we were just yeah. over there exchanging business ideas and talking about how we would do this and do that. But from afar, it would have straight up looked like a, a rap cipher, how hype we were, how enthusiastic we were. But we were over there talking about business and what we want to see happen in the next three years for each other. It yeah. wasn't no rapping. We was literally talking about business concepts. Yeah. And I miss that energy. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel like that energy has died off. And I don't know if people are discouraged. Like, like, I wanted to ask you something. Do you have a number in your head? Like, I don't want to be a billionaire. I couldn't deal with that kind of pressure. But I have a number in my head. It's not even millions of dollars a year. I have a sound number in my head to get me this 370Z, buy the Porsche and park it, and get a beach house. I have a number in my head of how much money I want to make to live the life that I want to live. Do you have a number in your head? Like, is there a part where you want to get to? Or is it just go and keep going? Man, you know, that's 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 actually a good that's a good question, man. Um, that's actually a good question. Be- before I answer that, I want to touch on the last piece of what you asked me um, a moment ago uh, about, well, not ask me, but you said about your phone, right? Right. Um, one of, uh, another reason why I'm going through this transition from product, from services to products is because the feeling you get, the feeling you get when you engage with someone on social media and you say, hey, yo, like, I, I, I see you have, like, I have an email marketing course. Um, I, see, I, I see you have a product line, but I notice that your engagement's fairly low. Um, I, I have a dope email marketing course that I think would, would dramatically benefit you. Uh, I'm discounting it from, to $50 for you just, just in case it's something that you want to, you know, take advantage of. Check it out if you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, me sending, let's say, 10 of those messages, two people takes me up on my offer. And it took me approximately, you know, 30 minutes to send out 10 messages. Me being able to generate a hundred bucks just because I'm sending messages and I don't need to have any follow-up meeting with you or we don't have any follow-up calls or responsibilities or services that need to be rendered or expectations. That feeling is, is amazing. Making money in peace. Making money in peace. Making money from a single, like, like you, you being able to transact and walk away is amazing versus you're right. Like you'll look at the phone and you, you could send out a ton, a ton of messages saying, Hey, I can help you with A, B, and C. But, um, but you know, your mind knows that after you close, sometimes your mind actually is scared to close. Your mind knows after I close this, I now have work that I just assigned myself to do over the next couple months. And so I think that's what kind of freaks people out. Me, I, I like I like sending all these messages now to sell through products. But I just I just want to touch on that because that's another that's actually another reason why. Um, and I say all of that because my son was actually in T ball. He, he he was in T ball a couple months ago, and I had made this little mini course on organic marketing. Mm-hmm. I went into a couple of groups and I posted. I said, Hey, I got this two week program on organic marketing for you to be able to make you know make sales and generate leads without spending any money on ads, uh, you know, this, this, this weekend alone, it's, it's going to be $15. No, no, I think I priced it at $20, $20. And it was amazing to be at my son's t-ball game and listening to the cash app going every, every couple minutes or so of somebody purchasing, you know, sending me 20 bucks, sending me 20 bucks, and it's immediately available. 
and I have no responsibility outside of, of course, making sure that they're getting value out of it. But I have nothing else to deliver to them outside of what they already purchased. So you felt like so, a stripper in a digital world, huh? Man, <laughs> you ain't even you, you ain't it? even twerking. You just walking around and hearing the cha ching, cha ching, down, sideways, man. Look at I was, but I just I just wanted to touch on that. No, that makes a lot of sense. That that also relieves. Going into 2020, I want to make sure that I have a certain amount of anxiety that I don't take. I, I have anxiety right now. Have, have you ever had that client that feel like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to that email that I owe them. I'm gonna get to that email at six o'clock. What time is it? Two o'clock. I'm gonna get to that email at six o'clock, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break all this shit down for them. And they call you at four. Oh my god, that 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 kills me. I I I want to I want to jump out off my balcony when 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 that happens when someone gets to me before i get to them um and it causes a certain level of anxiety but selling product dream now um now, that I, number I, that you mentioned i want to i want to tell you that i want to get to the number but because you said that brother i have i have horrible anxiety and i know exactly what you're talking about but like this year was the first year i finally had to go to a personal phone and a cell phone like it's basically the bat phone and the work phone Cause I've had the same, I've had the same work number or one of my cell phones. I've had that number since like 1999, 2000. Mm-hmm. I got the number actually when I started the company, cause it was a vanity number. The last four, that was when that was before everybody had a cell phone. And in Tallahassee, yeah. you used to go make the vanity number. So the last four digits of my number was the first company I started was footprints. So it was eight, five, zero figure out the other three foot. So that was, you know, I had that on my business card and everything. Everybody's like, oh, man, that's so that's so catchy. How did you? So I've had that number and I was moving around a lot. So it was like, OK, I need one consistent thing in my life where people can keep in contact with me. So I'll never change my number. I'll always carry my number. And by the time I finally went to North Carolina for grad school, you know, long distance, it kind of went away. You know, you had the cell phones at that part. So I definitely get the anxiety. I don't think people talk about that enough, but uh, my release lately has been pretty much the moment I touch a weight, unless I'm talking to my homeboy, David, David is pretty much the only person I'll talk to when I'm working out. Um, when I'm in the gym, the moment my hand touches the iron, I don't answer the phone. It's just me, music and podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, that's everybody has to have, you know, their release, you know, but yeah, that, that, that anxiety is, especially, I think the anxiety is real, especially when, in, in this in this business where everybody's expectations really differ and you have you have some people that are a little bit more like they have some corporate experience you know they'll send you the follow-up email and they'll say hey what's going on Mike just wanted to have a soft touch um, you know to see how things are going you know please let me know. like you have some people that are very passive in their approach towards getting status and trying to make sure that things are still on track and then you have the others that you know when they call you, you have no clue what the, what the problem is. You have no clue, um, you know, where, where they're at, what their expectation is. You know that you may have owed them an email, but um, but it, it every time you pick up the I can't be blindsided picking up the phone. Like I, I don't I hate that. I like to at least know if if we get on the phone. These are the three things we're talking about. This is something that I was prepared for. I'm able to own up that I wasn't prepared for something else. And we at least have a way forward. Yeah, if, you and John got on you, Calendly heavy. That was I, I just yeah. reinstated my thing. I was like, you know what? 
you better what? tell me why we talking. John, when John hit you with that over an hour for that pick my brain fee, I was like, yeah, buddy. You want to talk <laughs> yeah. for an hour, you paying. Friends yeah. get 15 yeah. to 30 minutes. The moment we get into an hour talk, you paying for something. Yeah, no, it's 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 real, man. I, I just, you need to, I need to know because the worst calls are the ones where they're like, hey, Mike, so, uh, so what's, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, really, if, if you were in front of me, I would flip this table on you. Like, that's, that's not a, don't call me for that. Well, because you know what? Me. People have a difference of understanding between business, peers, and friendship. And luckily, I have, I have friendships with people that are also my business peers. But that means I'm in a position where you can teach me something, you know, as well as I can teach you something. So, I'm, I'm able to learn and share information. So that's that's even the reason why I started recording these calls. But I get what you're saying. Like, bro, don't sit me down when I should be billing you. Like, I, I I mean, I like you, but I really don't care about how your kid is doing. I actually care about your son because it's you. But, like, <laughs> if you laid on a bill, you know, unless your child has some terminally ill problems, I'm just, I mean, like, I care about your children, but that's not why I'm here right now. Like, I am. Yeah, that's not the I have word. Southern hospitality. I'm definitely a country boy from Alabama. That's why I sound this way. But I don't need the small talk. Let's get to this money. You know when we can do small talk? When we can both cash them checks and we celebrate. So how's the how's the wife? Yeah. How's everything going? But when you hit me on that phone, yo, get to it. Because if we get to it, and this is it's a messed up train of thought, but truthfully, my thought is, if we get to it and we have additional time. Cause we've executed what we've needed to execute. I normally close out with small talk. And the reason is you never know how business is going to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I might call you for something like when I, fir- the first part of our call that wasn't recorded cause I was in the car, I got what I needed out of you in eight minutes. I got what I really needed to know. You know what I'm saying? I got hard numbers. I got information. Now that I'm past those eight minutes, Hey Mike, you got time. Let's dive a little deeper into this. Cause you might only have 15 minutes to spare cause you're a busy man. You know, so if you only got 15 minutes to spare, I don't want to waste five minutes talking about life because I can text you. How's everything at home? You good? Have you bought any new whiskey? What you listen like? That's the stuff to say for the end of the conversation in the beginning. Oh, no, it's almost like the movies. The best movies are the ones that start off like Underground Six. It starts off with heavy action and you get right into it. And through the course of the movie, they give you the backtracking of it. Like the same way they did the Joker. I think that's what makes for great impact for people like us to have short attention spans. Give me something to hold on to to carry me through the movie. So if I've already explained to you, all right, Mike, I know what your prices are. I might be shooting some work your way because you might be willing to do something for $1,000. If I can't can't run payroll with a client, I'm very uninterested, Mike. I mean, I know that sounds shallow. But if, no, that's, that's if I can't run payroll, if I can't pay the people on my team with a project, it's harder for me to take those projects on unless I can execute that project in 72 hours or less. And I don't mean 72 working hours. I mean three days. Yeah. If I can't run a project on payroll, I don't want to do it no more. I'm tired, brother. I've been doing this since I was 19 years old. At this point, I've officially been doing my career more than half of my life. But with that being said, since I got some of your time and now I know my numbers, but I think we should run an experiment. I'm definitely not giving those people the prices you gave me, but I appreciate the information. (laughs) 2020, 
I want to challenge you to do something. Or you know what? Let's take the time out of it. I don't even care what year it is. Your next three clients that are new, I want you to double your value and tell me how it go. If you don't close at least one out of the three, I'll pay you for what you lost. Well, so 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 here's the thing. That's that's the thing. That's that's not even gonna be my model next year, man. Okay, what is it? I wanna hear. I won't even I won't even to to make to make ten grand, I'm I'm selling a hundred dollar products a hundred times. I, I'm not. So I'm you straight trying doing, to cut people off? You going introvert business? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I um I actually uh, over the past couple of weeks I've gotten rid of um over six of my highest paying clients. Um I, I I either reduced the scope or I um or I said hey you know I can help you with the transition for you to find somebody but um. And they had they had a nice healthy budget. Mm. Uh, again, like the uh, the big the big thing with me now isn't even the size of projects, man, or perceived you know value you know exchanging time. It's literally um, I I want to be I want to be a a, a product centric organization. If if any services are being rendered, it's not marketing. Uh, I I want to offload a lot of the responsibility and 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 just hold people accountable. So um so if if I'm coaching somebody on marketing, then I'll do that. I'm not I'm not touching your social media account. I'm not touching your. Uh, I don't want to touch your business website. I actually have a um for for that stuff. I started a um and I haven't launched the business yet. I'm just gonna give you a gist of what it is. Um, are you Uh-oh, familiar exclusive. with Bluebird? Am I familiar with what? Are you familiar with the term bird dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so in you know, and for anybody listening, in in real estate and just a, a bird dog itself, you know, they're the ones that kind of run through the prairie. Ducks fly up, hunter shoots shoots the duck, duck falls down, bird dog goes and brings the duck back. Right. In right. Real estate, for for people to break that down that, real quick, a gun dog trained to retrieve birds. Yeah, yeah, they go and they they go and retrieve birds. In real estate, the bird dog goes out, finds different opportunities. They're the ones driving through the different neighborhoods, looking at, you know, whether or not grass is too high. They jot down the address. They do some research. They find out whether or not there's some investment opportunity there. They take that to the actual investor or they try to lock that in, lock in a contract and sell the contract to an investor or funding source. But that's a, that's a, that's a bird dog that does that. So I came up with the, with the brand digital bird dog. Mm. Um, and the, the scope of it is, imagine an army of people out there searching for bad websites, searching for, um, you know, social media um, pages and businesses that have low engagement. They might not be selling anything. And I'm creating a matrix to how people can grade other people's marketing and their digital assets based off of, you know, a, a solid standard operating procedure. Those digital bird dogs will, will, will be finding opportunities and inputting all of this information into a database. And then from the database, have a network of people willing to fulfill the work, which will not be me. I would make margin based off of any any contracts that were executed through the actual database. And the bird dogs are, are awarded um, a margin of it just based off of the fact that they were the ones to go out and actually find the opportunity. So all of these projects, marketing projects and design projects and stuff like that, um, will be funneled under that segment of my business, Digital Bird Dog. I'm not going to be doing the work. 
um, but everything coaching related and um, and um, you know products mm-hmm. would be under my, my my Gorilla Launch brand. So are you going are you going to run with the slogan? If your marketing sucks, hit us up. Yeah, that's <laughs> your marketing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got man, you should see man. I should I should show you my DMs. No, I can't even. I, I can't show anybody my DMs. But um, man, I. I got so many direct messages be like, Mike, I was about to comment, but no, I don't want, I don't want to write a note in my marketing. But a lot of people hit me up and I actually put that inside of some groups. I have a group here with, with over 18,000 people. It's called Black Business Orlando. Um, yeah, I've seen that. B.O.B., right? Yeah, B.O.B. Yeah. A ton of people were hitting me up like, Mike, yo, can we talk? Can we talk? But here's the thing. My aim when I put that out isn't to get clients. But my that's aim- the thing. That's why I said you have a Felix the Cat strategy, bro. You say so yeah. much without using words. You have a yeah. talent. This is what I think we should do. This is what I want to challenge you to in. Since we ain't dropping pride, I'm not going to let you walk away without a challenge. You still drinking whiskey? Yeah. All right. You still like to eat. I know you always are into good food. Mm-hmm. How do we package up? Let's build something where we can help the like one-off, the micro restaurant, the micro food chains, the one-offs, how can we take what you said and increase the sales of people that have like restaurants and food spots? Cause if most of the time the greatest food has the most horrible marketing or nobody knows about it, if it's not word of mouth. Absolutely. So how do we take bird dog? Because actually, you know, bird dog would be a dope name for a restaurant. Yeah. I, um, hmm. I think how to, how do we take the bird dog concept, but apply it directly to a more specific industry? So I'm saying let's take your vision and bring the scope down and let's 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 bring the scope and target, put the target on one particular industry's back, which would be small restaurants. You know what I think would be um what what I think would be dope and it would require it would require some collaboration across across restaurants right but if you can get if you can get restaurants to buy into some form of um some form of incentive outside of money outside of money but in terms of credit then what what actually could happen and this is something that, that right, we had a product is, for this called the ear car entertainment artists and rewards but continue go ahead i, I but that, but that's that that in its rewards programs and cards and stuff like that is huge because if you can get people to collaborate to say, "Hey, I'm willing," or I'm sorry, to oblige, to follow it, then you can then create other mechanisms on the back end of it to incentivize people to do some work. You just got to make them do the right thing. So if if somebody goes to a restaurant and they're like, "Hey, like, yo, I love this food," if they if they make a post, if they make a post about that, and and let's say they have a unique link, and um and that unique link gets gets a certain number of clicks, those clicks can be equated to a certain number of credits. Ooh. And those credits could be could be correlated with a certain amount of value or discount for when they go back. I like that. If, so basically, if, if, it's like uh, the the Ebates or Raticoon, whatever. I, I I see the video, but I know exactly what you're saying. So basically, if I post something and I can track the 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 links, like almost on Yelp, where you at least went to view the menu. And if maybe if you made an RSVP through the site, I get even more points. These points equate that when I come back to you, I'm not getting cash. But if I like your food, I don't need the cash because I'm coming back to eat. So now I come back to eat and I might have earned enough money to save $10 off or I might have earned enough to get a free round of drinks. 
Exactly. All right. So if you exactly. were if you were Felix the cat, all right, and you had Bird Dog, I don't really like the ear card for this. I like our ear card concept, but it, it it's entertainment artist. It's not as much of an artist thing at this point. It's just basically I think I think we should do a bird dog card, man. I think you should have a card. It's just a digital mm-hmm. card, and we find a way to make that mechanism. And the requirement from the restaurants is you can't have more than three locations. Hmm. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's and, something, that's, that's and, something to, to discuss, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. just called Bird Dog, and we just power it. It's powered by both of our marketing companies. We get on, and the goal is, I say the goal is 50 restaurants between here and Orlando. So it's like something you I do like when you're driving up and down the East Coast. And like, I like that. if we don't eat there, if me and you don't eat there personally, if we don't sign off on the food, they can't get on. Cause like a good person to put on something like this would be like Star X, you know, he know about the food yeah. spots. Like this is what it takes to get on board with this program. We got to know the customer service is decent. We got to know the food is good, but we actually just got to like it. And all we ask yeah. you now, I don't know how we make our revenue. We'll have to figure that part out. I guess maybe it would be a subscription buy-in if we, because if, like you said, we want it to be performance-based. So if they get to a certain level of referrals and they start seeing it, like, hey, the numbers are coming in, you've got these amount of clicks, this is now what you owe us for your subscription. Because like you said, we don't want to do too much work. Once we put the platform out there, the people take it over. So basically, we kind of taking the power back from Facebook and putting it in our control to make money while using Facebook as a mechanism. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what, that's exactly what that is and there's and there's many ways to there's many ways to capitalize on it again just just i think we're gonna have to cut to it off festival. i i know i wanted to open this up for the people now we're getting too deep now we we giving away a full <laughs> business plan this this no, is I mean, but 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 that's the thing right like one of the reasons why like like people always hit me up and they're like mike you know can you sign this non-disclosure and i'm like uh, nah man somebody didn't already did it you, you know what like you ain't invent but, but the light bulb that, not even that, like, it, 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 it's not a matter of ideas. It's really a matter of execution, you know. So so everybody has great ideas. I, I meet with people all the time, and I just start throwing out ideas based off of my experience. And what happens is, one, that flame that they have always dies out because the source of the idea normally, it, 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 it's a transfer of energy. So wherever wherever uh, the source of that energy preach, is, preach. If, it is, if that energy is a, it has a certain level of selflessness to it, then that person may have maybe deemed to execute on it, but some people don't look at ideas that way. So, so, so I give out ideas, and and I I have a certain level of faith based off of who they are, whether or not that idea is going to go anywhere. If if somebody if somebody um, sends me a non disclosure agreement, and I'm like, you might have a good idea, I normally add a clause in there that says, no, we're not going three years for me to not disclose anything. If you don't execute Man, on this, or you, you at least don't have a validated approach towards doing something in three months, then I have the right to take the idea. No, and and it's I, only if I'm if I think it's worth it. You know what? Because I was talking to Alicia about that, and she was just like, "You just always tell people and give them so much." And I'm like, "Because you know what? If it was me and ten people in the room, and there's only five spots, I'm not gonna get out work. I'm gonna get one of those spots. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two." They not willing to die for it. And people always like, I'm not going to kill myself for work. Nah, it's about killing other things and making sacrifices to make it work. I'm not saying kill yourself, but do you kill hanging out? Do you kill watching TV a little bit longer? 
do you kill a couple hours of sleep? What are you willing to sacrifice to get to that next level? Most people won't sacrifice. They need, that's why some people are good for nine to fives and some people are entrepreneurs. Some mm-hmm. people can only work within the structured time because they are so programmed at 530, their brain shut off. And I was telling somebody, what are you thinking about at seven o'clock? Are you thinking about work besides the stress of having to go back the next day? Are you thinking about yep. how to make your job better? Are you executing plans in your head? No, you're not doing that. So I'll give you the idea, but I know you ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. If, it, yeah. if, if, and, if if not, you're not willing to do what it's going to take to make it successful. Yeah, and 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 you know what? I was actually talking to uh, I was talking to one of my one of one of my coaching clients the other day because they they're, they're looking to transition out of their out of their nine to five, and um, but they need it because they got three kids and all this other stuff. So I was like, all right, so let's let's. How do you feel at five o'clock? And they were like, oh, well, I feel, um, you know, I feel drained. And I'm like, all right, how do you feel at five o'clock on Saturday? They're like, oh well, I, I mean, I feel fine, and I'm like, well, then let's let's talk instead of let's instead of talking time management, let's talk energy management. Because I I understand that people, some people need their nine to five right now, right? Right. So I said, how much do you care when you go to work? Like like do do you feel like you care a lot? And and they're like, well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I care about what Susan does. I care about what Bob says. I care about what Jason told me the other day. <laughs> you and I'm focus like, on nothing I'm talking about. That's the difference. That's the difference between you and I. When when I had a nine to five, I had a certain level of not caring, so I retained my energy for my five to nine. You know, right. I, I was able to retain that energy, that mental energy, and that stimulation by by caring less and not spending all that emotional energy and somebody being able to move me. If if you care about your manager telling you that you that you underperform, that's energy you're you're worrying. Worrying will drain you. Because Bob don't really so I, care about you anyways. You are always replaceable yeah. to Bob. Yep. And Bob Bob has somebody else stressing him out. And so by the way, it, I just it, want y'all to know Bob is not a hypothetical. Bob is the last person that fired me when I was overperforming. He literally told me the only place for you to go is to take my seat. And I plan on giving the business to my kid so you can't have this seat. Hmm. Yeah, let that wow. soak in. Not that I wasn't doing my job, not because I wasn't good at what I was doing. He said the only place for me to go, because I was already the art director at a print shop. He was like, yeah. the only place for you to go is to take my seat and you can't have this seat because my sons are working for me now. And I plan on them running this business when I retire. Wow. Yeah. Well, he he definitely wasn't he definitely wasn't a good businessman because that's not even you could have you could have definitely got around that. Bro, he woke me up because I was I was spending I was spending more printing the magazine for the company I was running after after hours than I was making in a paycheck. Hmm. I was working a job to fuel another business, like you said, my nine to five. And it was like, I was running a magazine. So why wouldn't I work at a print shop to print my magazine where I could oversee the production and know that I was getting the best quality? Yeah. So. Hey, man. Uh, all, of these are, all of these are wake-up calls. What you drinking these days, man? I do got to close it out with something a little bit lighter. What you drinking these days? Man, I've actually uh, I've actually slowed down with, with, with what I consume. Everybody going to stop drinking? I got an ulcer. <laughs> oh, I got an ulcer, man. 
<laughs> Say word. Nah, you know what? I feel that uh health is health is very important for us us brothers that are finally over twenty one. Um and I sucks. Yeah, I I got some medical stuff I'm going through myself and it's it's life changing, man. I'm dealing with something that's been going on my whole life and I just found out about it maybe fourteen days ago. And I'm about four days into my treatment and um I wonder what I would have been able to do with life these other 21 years or 25 years if I actually have all the, if I had all the energy that I was supposed to have and all the, all the clear clarity, but, uh, all right. So you're not drinking as much. So last thing you watched on Netflix, what you watching? Man, there's this show called imposter. There's this show called imposters on Netflix. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's about this, uh, this, this woman who was hired by this guy to be somebody who she isn't, to marry and then dip on affluent or, or, or anybody that has a stash of money. So she did that a couple times, and uh, the people who she was marrying and dipping on ended up finding out that, of course, there was a scam, and then they teamed up to go find her. And it's actually really it, – it's one of those light – it's one of those light shows that's not too heavy, but at the same time, you do gain some type of connection with the uh, with with the characters, man. You, you get kind of mad when, or you get kind of sad when when the series is over. So I, I actually just finished it. I okay. really like it. It's called Imposter. All right. So last album or last, because uh, somebody put me onto the game new album, which was dope. Um, just so I can put you on the one. Uh, Free Nationals. They did some music with Anderson Pack. Free Nationals has an amazing album. So, what you listening to these days? Free Nationals, I gotta write that down, man. I, I actually, it, 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 I know I'm late. I'm, I know I'm late, but I ain't I never late. It's about what moves your soul, man. We we creative piece people. M- music moves our soul. So, I just like to know what's what's motivating you. I mean, I uh, I, I, I listen to a lot of uh, lo-fi stuff, but um, but uh, I just got into like the baby and some of them, man. So, Yo, like, the I, baby I'm, album Kirk was very impressive. I was surprised at how much yeah. I liked that album. I can yeah, I, I can listen exactly. to that album without skipping. I can only it's only like one or two songs, but that one song where he changed the rhyme pattern off the rip, I really yeah. like that one. Yeah, man, he's actually he's 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 on his uh he's on his shit, man, and he um I, I don't know I'm. I, I'm I'm connecting with him. I think it's it's his time, you know. So so I've been listening to a lot of the baby recently, and just kind of following him. But um, man, really, what I what I try to do, man, I most of the time if I'm working, I'm listening to some lo-fi stuff or some uh, some uh, some chill hop. You know what I listen but, uh, to, man? I don't know if it's because of a just because of what I was doing when I was in high school. I listen to a lot of '80s and '90s R&B. It's, it's something about being able to sing the words and just remembering where I was at when those songs came out or the love letters I wrote to those songs or the high school dances and everything else. I just love old school R&B. Like, that's my place of solace. I can get in the car and just drive around the city looking at how the city is developing because, you know, it's a lot happening down here. Just looking how the city yeah. is developing and being in that space, turn the music up about 75 to 80% of the way so it's loud, crack the windows, let the air come through. And just some old school mm-hmm. R and B, bro. Man, I was uh, <laughs> going back, going back a little bit. Somebody on a uh, somebody on Facebook was like, um, you know, they pulled up the Starbucks bumping past the shore, and that took me back because I was like, <laughs> 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 I was like, man, I remember those days. I had 
gorillas in my truck, my, man. I was blasting GSGB, and, and it was crazy. Uh, that took me back. So I started to look for some of the songs that uh, that I used to listen to, man, and I was like, man, they, they don't even have that on Apple and, and Google Music, Nah, man. some of that music you're just not going to find. It's just gone. Yeah, you, yeah, it's gone. Uh, unless I actually have – I actually have a – I have an external hard drive here. I have an external hard drive here with with all of my music that I used to burn CDs. Oh, I, wow. I, I was a CD guy. I was a CD guy back in the day. Man. You know, that's what Dante oh. was. That's how me and Dante became business partners. Dante used to provide oh, my really? music. Man, I, I was one of the first people in my neighborhood to get DSL. Man, let me tell you. I, I, I was burning CDs from when you had to convert the WAV file into like you couldn't just drag mp3s into no it into uh the application to burn the cd you had to convert the wave file into the cd format man i was i was killing it back in the day but i but i, I feel that because i i still have a uh i have a, a hard drive with thousands of songs from uh from from when i was using friggin napster and some of these some of these other platforms to download music man i gotta I, I gotta go back in my database one of these days well man that's gonna be your record you need to put together the the bird dog playlist but um mike uh we we gonna have to execute that idea man that's a that's a little too good for us to walk away because if we don't do it we gonna you're hear right. about somebody doing it you're right you're right actually you know you what all right because sir. of our food hall let's go with our junction brand we can call it junction I'll show you how that Junction. makes sense. Yeah. Junction. I like that. I like that. No, let's definitely chat about that. Junction is basically the crossroads and elements of bringing people together. It was also the point of separation because the railroad tracks used to separate a lot of our communities. Uh, huh. Interesting. I like that. I like that. All right. Might just have no, to go with the whole that, thing. Bird Dog Junction. I just combine it together. But I want I want to use I want to use that brand because you know we got our food hall we're working on we're just waiting for the permits to clear, but if it's gonna be based around food we can do Junction the Junction card powered by Bird Dog I say we make that our collaboration. I like that. All right, no, hey man, and I expect it, to see that shirt. I'm, if you don't do the shirt, I'm gonna make it for you and send it to you. If your marketing sucks, hit me up. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> Trademark Mike Felix, designed and branded by Michael Hall Trademark. I'm making that shirt for you. Hey, man, I appreciate the information. I'm actually about to spend 20 minutes and definitely not spending an hour. I'm going to send over 20 minutes and tell them what I'm willing to do for them uh, and put a price on it. But um, I appreciate you sharing the knowledge. Appreciate you being a friend. Uh, Appreciate you engaging in that conversation with me three years ago, four years ago at Black Tech Weekend. Um, Always being willing to pick up the phone and talk to me. I know I harass you, but I'm trying to make a better no, point of calling not. people that matter in the next couple of years, man. I, I realize I spent a lot of time on the phone with people that don't give a damn about me. So, like, calling my grandmother, calling my mom, my little sister, hearing my nephew voice and calling some friends, calling my father. Um, it's other people I need to spend my time on the phone with if I'm going to talk and I'm not yeah. making money. Love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. All Same right, man. Here, tell man. your I son it. I said what's up. Tell the king I said continue to grow. And um, I appreciate y'all. And um, fuck it. This mic is off now. Talk to you later, man. <laughs> All right, dude. All Peace. right, dude. Take care, man.